0: Wyatt. Welcome back to What's Well with Wyatt Wilkes. We're doing something new here. I'm doing it solo. Maybe we could call this segment Talking with Wyatt. Something like that. Either way, I'm going to answer some questions. I'm going to talk about some things. Hopefully keep you guys entertained. Thanks for coming back. And if you're new here, welcome. We're a family. Let's have a good time. Thanks for joining me. And we are live. Well, I'm by myself, so we're not live with anybody. But uh, hey, thanks for joining me. Thanks for coming along. I think we're going to have a good time here. First things first, this podcast, this show, uh, is brought to you by Staying In. I own Staying In, so being fully transparent, as many of you may have noticed from the last podcast when I ran my first ad, Staying In will allow you to learn how to cook the right way and very easily. All you have to do is go to stayinginonline.com and pick your the meal that you want to cook. We'll then drop it off right at your door. We'll hand it to you, we'll give it to you. We'll be like, hey, boom, bing, right there. Then you head back on the website, you find the video for that meal. We give you a video from the restaurant chef teaching you exactly how to cook that restaurant's meal. The meal that you picked out, it's basically foolproof. And I think that a lot of you would enjoy it. It's in Tallahassee right now. We might be moving. We are adding more restaurants. I know a couple of you have said that, uh, commented that. Send me that in the DMs. We are getting that done for you. Uh, thank you for your interest and thank you for y- your input. And I would love to hear more. Shoot me a DM. If you got my number, text me. Um, I, we, we love it, all right? Thank you. Uh, so, uh, also, next, uh, next order of business. Hit me up. Tell me who you want on the podcast. I think I'm going to have Matthew on here pretty soon. Happens to be my roommate. Not very hard to get into touch with him. Uh, a couple of you have actually asked me to have him on. I will definitely get him on. Very interesting. He's a really cool kid. Uh, I'm really interested to uh, get him on the podcast, see what he has to say, get a little bit of his life story, get things in motion. Uh, big news, kind of. Um, I a couple people have asked me... If I will be doing YouTube videos now, I have really put, I've I've thought about this. Okay. And it's, it is difficult, but what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to have, I'm going to set up a YouTube channel. And I think at first I'm just going to have the interviews, the podcast I'm gonna post the videos of the podcast on YouTube, so you'll be able to watch. Now, if that's one camera angle, two, three, wh- whatever it is, I'm not sure, but I think I'm gonna try to have the just the video of the whole podcast in one take. Maybe split up, split it up into a couple clips. Um, some of the interesting stuff here and there that uh, you can watch in a shorter amount of time, so you don't have to. You know, you're not gonna be sitting there listening to the, or watching the entire podcast. Um, but I will post that if you do want to watch it. Uh, that's in the works. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's not as easy as I think that I, as I, I thought or I think that other people think it's definitely more difficult than I originally anticipated. But I, I think that would be really the next step for this thing. And then I think after that, I will probably transition. Into uh, vlog style kind of videos, things like that. I'll keep posting the podcast. Maybe I do two two YouTube accounts, something like that, where I do um, I do the podcast on one channel and I do more vlog style stuff. Um, you know, you guys can follow what I'm doing, things like that, on a different channel. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, if you'd like to, you know, give me some input, go ahead and you know hit me up, DM me, like I usually say. Let me know what you think. Uh, I, it's a, I think it's a, it's a big step, but I think it, a step, but I think it is the correct step. So what we are going to be doing today is answering some questions that you guys sent me. I put out a little poll on Instagram, uh, see, you know, just a, give an open platform to you guys, let you guys ask questions directly to me so I can answer them publicly. <laughs> Uh, it sounds weird, but it's true. Okay, so we're just going to hop right into it. I think that'll be the easiest way, way to get, go about this. I've I not really done a monologue before, but um, or, I, I don't know if this is a monologue, but a solo podcast. But uh, we're going to try to make the best of it, and uh, we're going to have some fun. So the first question that I got was, who has been your funniest teammate at FSU? This person goes on to say that they're a huge fan, love watching the team. Funniest teammate i've had at fsu now that is very difficult i've had a whole lot of funny teammates uh phil koffer was an ab it was absolutely hilarious uh Raekwon gray turk i mean he 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 was up there i'd say him and him and phil are are pretty close uh trent trent was more of a quiet funny uh, you had to you had to take a how do I say it? you? You had to be aware, you know. You had to be like looking at him or or listening closely because he dropped some funny funny jokes, you know, down, real down low. Not many people heard it, but but Trent was extremely funny. Um, I I just think what what makes this program great is we have so many great guys and so so many good people, and almost everybody has the a, a sense of humor. And uh, actually, everyone has a sense of humor. You not you, you wouldn't make it on this team if you didn't have a sense of humor. But uh, I think Phil, Turk, I think those two guys stand out in my mind. Um, but w- overall, we've had some just hilarious dudes on the team. Terrence was hilarious. Uh, Pat was funny. Devin was funny. Everybody's just got such a high character, and they're, they're, so, they're such a part of the team, and everybody's so together, and we're always around each other, that it, it's pretty much just constant joking when we're not on the court putting in work. Other than that, it's it, it's pretty much fun and games when, when we're off the court and just having fun and hanging out. Our next question is, what has been the most memorable March Madness game I've played in so far? I would have to say, that's a tough one, obviously, but um, every year is a little bit different. But I, I would have to say probably uh, the, oh man, that's a good question. Probably the Murray State game against John Morant and a couple other guys. Um, I think that game really stands out to me because we – everyone was predicting an upset. Uh, going into – I mean, we were hyper-focused the entire lead-up to that game. Even though it was a short one because it was the second game of the weekend, it, we were we were just on it that, that game, you know. And everybody thought we were going to lose, right. So – and, and, and the fact for me is I hadn't, put, like, my minutes had gone up and down all over the place the entire year. So at that time, I hadn't played, very, like, maybe sparingly, I hadn't, but I hadn't played very much in, you know, three or four or five or six games, something like that. So then, boom, I get put in the game, and it's like, hey, you got to bring it. You know, so I, I think I, I, that one sticks out to me, uh, just not only because of the lead-up to the game and how we won it, but just because it was one of those things where it was like, hey, got to step up, got to play. Uh, we, you know, we, either we got to rest guys or some guys are hurt or whatever it is. Like, we we need you on this one. Uh, I think Anthony play was kind of in the same pos- position. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it before. He was like – he had no idea. We didn't know. We didn't know we were going to play. You know, they don't tell you before games, game. So we were uh, – we I mean we we stepped up, we were ready to go, and that one really just sticks out to me as as very memorable for me and I mean we had a big win uh and we I think we proved the doubters wrong on that one. Next question, what are the best practical jokes you and your teammates have done? Oh I don't know if I can even answer this not for any nefarious reasons, but i I just struggle to remember them I, people you got to remember I've been here five years now you know it's <laughs> it's been a it's been a long journey. Uh, pra- i don't know if it's as many practical jokes as as it is just just messing with each other constantly the we we constantly joke and harp on each other and everybody knows what gets under everybody else's skin and they play on that almost constantly uh, but as far as like big practical jokes i'm not i mean maybe there's been a couple but nothing comes to mind immediately um I wouldn't say there was any big like one big practical joke uh at least not recently but we do have quite a good time poking fun at each other and jerking each other's chain. Uh that that happens basically all day every day when we're not on the court and even sometimes on the court when we when we match up um team like you know uh 5 on 5 or whatever even 3 on 3, 2 on 2, 1 on 1 it, it, there's some trash talk being being uh, thrown out there so um, but as far as pure practical jokes, uh, I'm not positive. Uh, I can't. I can't really pinpoint one of them. Uh, next question: <laughs> What is your favorite type of bread? Well, all bread is my favorite. Uh, which actually, it, that reminds me. Hey, great question, uh, Cole. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me. I will be in at some point in the future. Hopefully, pretty soon. I will be launching. Uh, some Big Bread merch. So if you guys want to get on uh, get on the Big Bread train, become a Big big Bread member, uh, I'll be selling uh, some T-shirts, probably just some T-shirts with some, uh, some of my classic bread sayings. But a couple of people have actually asked me about that. I actually had a company reach out to me. It was like, we'd love to make T-shirts with bread emojis on them. I'm like, thank you, but no thank you. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it myself. That's kind of how I've always been, so that's kind of I'm sticking with it right now. Um, but what's my favorite type of bread? I mean, obviously I love all bread, but I would have to say sourdough. I, I do love some good sourdough. Oh yeah, making a nice turkey sandwich with some, some pepper jack cheese. Oh yeah, and now I'm getting hungry. I don't, I don't know how much I don't know how much longer I can keep this up. I gotta go eat. Who sells Who sells sourdough? Uh, doesn't matter. Figure it out later. But great question. Um, next question: How coaches are jugg- uh, How are the coaches juggling recruiting and transfers with only so many scholarships? That is a great question. Probably the wrong question to ask me, but I'll give him my best shot at answering it. So obviously, um, the pandemic threw off some. Uh, threw off uh, recruiting. Um, I, I imagine that was stressful uh, for the coaches and hard to work through, but uh, obviously they're great at their job, and they do it very well. And uh, I, they pulled through that one. Uh, as far as scholarships, I don't think scholarships are actually going to be a problem. I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point as of uh, today, uh, I, I believe we have one or two left. I'm not sure. Uh, Justin Lidner got a scholarship. Congratulations to him. Uh, man, I should have him on the podcast. Ask him about that. What is the journey like? Because he was a walk on. He was part of the green team, uh, which I mean, obviously, still part of the green team forever. Shout out! Uh, but he he he's on scholarship now. He came back. He's coming back for another year, sixth year. Don't know how he's doing it. Uh, unbelievable. But really happy for him. Everybody is. But um, as far as the scholarships, I'm I'm not sure if that's that'll be a problem. I think that it's it's going to work out just fine. Uh, I, I wouldn't if I if you're a fan I wouldn't really be worried about it. Look, man, Coach Ham, Coach Jones, Coach Cy, Coach Smith, they're 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 geniuses. All right, they they know what they're doing. This this probably isn't the first time that they've ever had uh, problems or any you know uh, I'm not saying that there are problems, but just any uh, struggle with you know scholarship. Um, the number of scholarships, number of players. I think right now we got like 20 guys on the team, which got a bunch of new walk-ons, got a bunch of new players. They're assimilating well. But um, as far as uh, that goes, I think, you know, I, I, I really can't answer it for them. I don't want to speak for them. But uh, as far as I know, there, there are no issues, really. Um, okay, next one. How are the young slash new guys handling practice? Great question. Uh, very well. I think I think we're really coming along. The last year, obviously, with the pandemic, we did not get to practice nearly as much as we would like. We didn't have nearly as much of a preseason, um, things like that, and I that obviously that hurt us, especially early um, and e- even late. Really, um, there just wasn't the same cohesiveness and knowledge about what we do. Uh, with the new guys, which was not their fault because we just didn't have the time. This year, it's back to normal. We have the time, and I think the guys are really coming along well. The I, I think, like I said earlier in the podcast, I think I'm going to have Matthew on, and I, I, I think I'll use that same question and ask him because uh, from my point of view, they're they're really coming along well. Caleb is just an absolute bucket. Matt's coming, coming along great. Jalen is playing really well. Obviously, they're they're young. There's a lot of things to learn. Uh, we haven't even started. I mean, we've probably done. Uh, don't tell them this, but we've probably done twenty percent of what you know what encompasses all the things we do. Uh, but out of that twenty percent, they picked it up very quickly. Uh, all the fo- we start the hardest thing to learn is honestly at first is the footwork stuff. Um and the differences between the motion offenses we run, uh, and I think that th- I think when you first get here, those are the hardest things to pick up, and I think that they pick them up very quickly, which is very promising. Oftentimes, freshmen do uh, freshmen or just new guys in general just don't pick up things that fast, especially when w- we move quick, right? So like we're we're not playing around. Like you get here, boom, we're 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 into it. We're starting right, so. As far as how they're handling it, I think very well, uh, better better than I did probably, um, which is honestly quite impressive. And um, I'm really I'm really looking forward to to how the the year gets going and shapes up. And I think we're going to be really good. Now, uh, last podcast I talked about you know uh, Malik and I were talking about um, hobbies outside of basketball and i mentioned that i um was into bow hunting things like that and i had a lot of questions asking me what setup i was running um and things of that nature so i figured i would just give a quick rundown of kind of what bow i'm using all the different things what arrows things like that so um that people can stop asking me <laughs> because I had probably like half a dozen people uh, all ask the same question. So I'm gonna go ahead and answer it. So the bow I'm using right now is a t- uh, 2020 Hoyt Double XL. Um, it's got a 32 to 34 inch draw length. So obviously I'm um, 6'8". Um, you need a you need a little bit longer draw when you're as tall as me. And this is the first bow that I think I've ever had that really truly fit me where i felt really comfortable and i think it showed and i'm not just a boner i'm into just archery in general right so i'm just you know i'm i'm trying to get better same thing as like golf you can compete against yourself you try to shoot a lower score in golf i'm trying like which hey i got done playing around you know a couple hours ago right but as far as like shooting targets every time i go out i'm trying to shoot a little bit closer um uh Group right, so you know maybe I shoot a two-inch group one time. I'm trying to shoot a one and a half-inch group the next time. I'm trying to be perfect. So I think I'm really happy with the bow, and I'm I'm just I'm excited for this uh, this bow season. I'm also running a Trophy Ridge Peak uh, vertical five-pin sight. So this is this was a really big change for me. Um, I've always ran a five-pin site, but this is the first time it has been vertical. So instead of the pins coming from the side, they're all stacked on top of each other. I think I, I'm not 100% positive, but, I mean, my groups have been better. Obviously, a whole new setup, really. Um, so uh, it's hard to tell, but I think that it's really stopped my wobble from left to right, things like that. Um, I'm running a t- random eBay stabilizer. It's 12 inches um, it you know carbon fiber whatever it is, uh, it's it does the job. It stops me from doing figure eights and uh, with you know when I'm holding it just helps me out a little bit. And I'm running a blackout link thumb release. Um, I use it a little bit differently than a pure th- I don't you know uh, I use it almost more like a hinge release where I'm pulling back on my pinky and use you know using the pressure to uh, release the. Release itself, but um, it is a thumb release. And then the arrows I'm running, which a lot of people also asked about, what are the Easton Full Metal Jackets? Um, they are 32 inches um, at 250 spine. Uh, also, I'm running. A, I'm shooting about 72 pounds with the Hoyt bow, um, they're 250 uh, grain or 250 spine, um, and. I'm shooting uh, hit, uh, with hit inserts and German Jaeger 125 grain fixed blade broadheads. Uh, the arrows run about 545 grains, um, which I'm happy with. Which with such a long draw length, I, and I'm shooting high poundage, and I, I can shoot a little bit more, uh, a little bit more weight, uh, or a little bit heavier arrow. Um, and still get the speed that is necessary. Um, uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Um, thanks for asking about that. I'm, you know, I love talking about it. If you want to ask me more questions, go ahead. Um, I would love to answer them. Uh, I don't know how many people um, actually care about that, <laughs> but uh, for the people who ask me. Uh, there's your answer, and I would love to answer more of them for you. So, again, I've, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times, shoot me a DM. Uh, next question, how good is the team going to be this year? Well, there's the question right there. Uh, I think I covered it a little bit earlier, but that is probably the hardest question for anyone to ask at the beginning of a basketball season, well, especially when you haven't even really truly started practice. We're in, you know, summer workouts, but – that's not like the full time frame. That's not the. That's not full practices where you you have you know three four hours to really hammer down on certain things. Uh, we're just going over basically the surface level beginnings of what we will be. So, as far as that is concerned, we look very good. Now, what are we going to look like in, in December or January or March? Uh, I. I couldn't tell you. Now, I have my suspicions. I think we're going to make a run for a national championship. I believe that. And uh, if I didn't, I probably still wouldn't be here. Uh, I've always said that if you're, I, I believe we should win a national championship every year. I've always said that before I even got here. I said that. I got laughed out. I got la- basically laughed out of the interview. Okay. But that's how I feel. I am here to win a national championship every day, every week. Every hour, every month, every year, that's, that's what keeps me coming back, right I'm, I'm starving for an Astral championship, and I really want to win. And I think we have all the pieces. I actually did a radio interview today where I kind of answered the same question. Uh, we have the pieces now the, the question is, how do you put them together? Uh, all the different? All the different ways the season can go, you have to navigate them and keep those pieces together. And I don't think we're going to have a problem with that because just the chemistry and the, the vibe that this team gives off is that of a winning culture, a winning team. We have great guys. We have guys that play multiple positions. Um, and we have all the positions covered, and we're deep at every position. position. And uh, that's really the key. We're not we're not weak at a at a certain in a certain area. Not that teams before us have been, but I'm talking specifically this team. We're not weak in an area. We shoot the ball well. We drive well. Um, we we pass well. We can, uh, we obviously we haven't worked on defense, but just the intangibles, how we look, how we move, um, our IQ. I think we're going to be a very good defensive team. Uh, I think we're going to, you know, bring back that classic Leonard Hamilton defense this year, and I think it's going to be a really good time. Uh, obviously, we're going to be young. There's going to be a learning curve. There will be, obviously, but I think that learning curve can be mitigated with obviously talent and hard work and camaraderie and just like teamwork. I think if we work, if we work as a team, we're going to be all right. And I, I think everybody should be very excited. I'm I'm very excited for the season. Uh, so. Thanks for asking. Last question, what is the number one thing to master if you're trying to become a division 1 basketball player? That is a much more specific question than what should I do to be a college basketball player? Okay? So, what I I've, I've probably answered the what should I do to become a college basketball player question in person um in text, in DMs, uh, on here, I probably answered it a thousand times, maybe more. But this this question, it's a very good question. It, what's the number one thing to master? Okay, so I don't think that it's really fair to say what one thing you should master. You need to be good at everything. You, at least you should you should strive to be, right? But... What I think is uh, – obviously, this is my opinion, um, but I think that – I think it's easier if you're a shooter first to then uh, – and now I'm talking offense here. Obviously, you need to be a good passer, a good defender, good good at rebounding. But if we're just talking strictly scoring – yeah, okay, we'll go with that. We'll go with scoring the ball. So if you, I think it's easier to be a shooter – and become a driver than it is to become a, be a driver and become a shooter. So if, you, if you're young, work on your shot. Now, that's just me. Okay, So another person might disagree with me heavily. I have no idea. But in my experience, the people I've seen that are shooters can become drivers a little bit easier. Does that make me right? Absolutely not, because it's different for everybody. Now, if you are an energy guy, if you are are just a rebounding monster, you get blocks, you, you're averaging double-digit rebounds in high school, there's going to be a place for you. I don't know what level, but if we're talking about one thing here. Now, if you can do that, and then you can also shoot a little bit, you can also defend really well, you, uh, you can pass, then then you, then we're talking high major here right but to be a to be a high major division 1 basketball player you have to do almost everything really well and then you have to be really really good at one of those things and if we're talking strictly scoring i think work on your especially especially if you're a younger player and you haven't you, you still got time you got time to develop those tools learn Learn the correct way to shoot, learn how to shoot, and learn when to shoot, okay? So, for example, the Coach C.Y. always uh, has a saying. He always says a surprise birthday party shot, okay? So a surprise birthday party shot is when a guy shoots it, or girl, shoots it, and everybody goes, huh, what? That's what's going on. And next thing you know, the team's getting a layup at the other end. It's a surprise birthday shot because either they now there's an antithesis of this, but the surprise birthday shot at its core is you shoot it and and no one expected you to. Okay, so learn when to shoot. Okay, the, the these are the intricacies of the game that really that that you need to learn that help. It really helps you if you learn it at a younger age and then it'll just you, it'll it'll just work out. You you already know when you get to college. Now obviously that differs with your role and things of that nature, but it'll really help you if you learn when like when when you're supposed to shoot, what's a good shot? Is there a better shot? Do I need to pass? Things like that. Now, there's the opposite of that as well. When, Let's say you're a good shooter. Um, you, let's say, uh, let's throw out a number. You're shooting 42% from three on the year, and you get a swing pass in the corner, and the guy is on a short clo- uh, sh- short closes and with low hands. Now, and you don't shoot it, right? So your entire team thought you were going to shoot the ball. So, I mean, for, for FSU, we're going to already be sending one guy back, a couple other guys, like depending on uh, the situation. we I mean, we might not even rebound depending on who we're playing, right? So that's the opposite of a surprise birthday party shot, okay? So the, the entire team expects you to shoot, and then you don't, and then you pass it. Now, okay, now we're all scrambled. we already, we got a guy trying to get back into play. Maybe Now there's, you know, 10 seconds left on the shot clock, not enough time to really set up an offense. Then we got to try to get into a quick play. Maybe we get into it. There's six, seven seconds left. Who knows? Maybe we don't take it that great of a shot. When everyone expected that ball to go up. So that's important as well. So learning when to shoot. Is, big, is a big thing. Or drive. If you're, if you're a driver and you're working on shooting, learn when to drive. When is the correct time? Is that team, are they looking to take a charge on you? Are they scouting you? Things like that. Like things like the, the small details of things. Not just, don't ju- just learn how to rebound or don't just learn how to play defense or just shoot or just drive. Learn when to do those things. Learn how to do those things. And that is really the difference between a high school level basketball player or a... Maybe lower division one player, and I'm not bashing lower division one players. Don't come at me for that one. Uh, Some of the best players I've ever seen were division three guys. You know what I mean? So that that's not what I'm saying. But just in general, generally speaking, most of the higher division one basketball players kind of understand those intricacies, and they they get they get that aspect of the game, and that helps them be be great. Honestly, so that was the last question. That wraps it up. Uh, I, think, I think that went well. Uh, you guys got to let me know. Uh, let me, if you're just like, hey, I don't want to listen to you, man. Did you get somebody else on there? Let them talk. Tell me. Okay? Uh, I've, I, who knows? Maybe, maybe this will be called Talking with Wyatt. If you guys like it, I'll keep releasing them. Uh, if you want to sponsor the podcast, please let me know. I would absolutely love to have a sponsor on here other than my own company. Um, if not, don't hit me up. It's totally cool. Um, I will, obviously, said last podcast, I will be, will be trying to release episodes more frequently. It is obviously difficult with the schedule and things of that nature, but I am going to have Matthew on here pretty soon. He doesn't even know it yet, but I'm going to have him on here. And uh, a couple old teammates might be coming in town, might have them on the podcast, maybe a little Terrence man. maybe a little Fee. Uh, but you know, that's, that's up in the air, but, uh, I got things in the works, uh, maybe a local business owner that, uh, I happen to be pretty good friends with might have him on here. Uh, gotta see if he wants to go to lunch. Actually, after talking about that sourdough, I'm kind of hungry, but Hey, once again, we are brought to you. We, this is me right now. I <laughs> am brought to you by staying in, get your meal kit, learn how to cook, Learn how to cook good food. That's the key. If you're located in Tallahassee, give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Uh, I would love to hear your input. But thanks for listening, and have a great day, everybody.